Hello and welcome to Car Talk from National Public Radio with us, Click and Clack, the Tapper Brothers. And we're broadcasting this week from the Brothers Keeper Department here at Car Talk Plaza. Well, I know you're not my keeper. Certainly not. <laughs> I can't take the cigar smell. <laughs> uh, actually, we got a letter this week from someone who, if she's not my keeper, she's at least my defender. Her name is Linda, and I quote. Okay, you ready? Here uh, she says. Oh, I'm ready. I... Here it is. Go ahead. I miss my 52M GTD more than life. Oh, my God. Enough uh, of your <laughs> insults to the most beautiful piece of machinery ever created. Another nice Isn't job. that beautiful? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Chris. The saddest day of my life was when I lost my MGTD in a divorce. Oh, Tommy, a match made in heaven. <laughs> Here's an example of my love and devotion. One morning, I arose early to drive my British racing green beauty up into the Southern California mountains to watch the sunrise. Uh-huh. Of course, as usual, it developed vapor lock. Perfect. <laughs> My friend and I pushed it the rest of the way and enjoyed the sunrise and mountain air immensely. I would much prefer pushing that car up a mountain to driving in any newfangled cookie-cutter computerized heartless vehicle. <laughs> I can still hear the delightful click, click, click when you turn the key before the starter is pulled and the romantic owner's <laughs> manual referring to the bonnet. Count yourself blessed among all men to actually possess such a wonder. Well, you didn't realize that this letter was sent in 1968. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if she still owned this MGTD, she'd be cursing it because... Just like yours, hers would have windshield wipers that don't work and no heat, no, you know, no nothing. And I didn't lose mine to any divorce because I never had a wife that wanted it. <laughs> I, I, you never had a wife that would ride in it. Ride in it. <laughs> Want to go for a ride, hunt? I don't think so. <laughs> well, they probably figured you were trying to bump them off. <laughs> well, you know, my second wife never even sat in the car. Uh huh. She wouldn't have anything to do with Smart it. Smart woman she is. That's why I dumped her. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, Linda, 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 get a grip, will you? <laughs> oh, God. Well, look, if, you, if you've if you had to push your car up a mountain recently, <laughs> at least one of us will try to help you. Uh, our number is 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-227-8255. Hello, you're on Car Talk. Hi, this is Luvin calling from Albuquerque, New Mexico. L-O-U-V-I-N? L-U-V-I-N. L-U-V-I-N. That's an interesting name. I, I think it was a typographical error. <laughs> what was it supposed to be? Ruben. 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 <laughs> well, oh, well. Too late. You're from Albuquerque. Yes. Okay. What's up, Luvin? I have a 1997 Nissan pickup. Okay. Uh, a little bit over 200,000 miles on it. And here within the last six months or so, it has been getting stuck in gear. It may be first thing in the morning. Uh, it may be in the middle of the day. You never can tell. It's whenever it decides it's going to just stay in whatever gear I'm in. It's an automatic transmission? No, it's a, it's a standard. It's, it's a, a stick. Okay, and and it. what do you mean? It, you mean you can't get it out of the gear it's in? I can get it out of the gear it's in if I turn the truck off. Oh, you can't get it into a gear? Correct. Right, and once you oh. get it into gear, though, it, it goes. It'll go, and it may go for a half hour. It may go for the rest of the day. It might go to the next stop sign. When you notice it, it's because it won't come out of gear or it won't go into gear? It won't come out of gear. It won't go out, come out or well, go I in. Can, I can force it out of gear. Right. It'll pop. And yeah. the reason it won't go into any other gear. It stays in neutral. Yeah, 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 yeah. The reason it won't come out of gear or, or actually going into gear is even harder because now it, it yeah. grinds. You're beyond grinding. Oh, yeah. You may, you may not have anything left to There's grind off. To grind anymore. <laughs> yeah. right. But your clutch is not disengaging. Huh? And 97 Nissan, this must have a hydraulic clutch. I couldn't tell you. When was the last time you opened the hood? <laughs> Yesterday. 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 Yes. I was trying to fix the uh, the blinker with with a zip tie. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's, the truck's been reduced <laughs> to this, eh? Well, what you, what you I believe this has a hydraulic clutch, and I'm guessing the pedal either must feel funny. Does the, the clutch pedal feel spongy or loose? No, not at all. In fact, oh. I had the clutch replaced about a year ago. Oh, that's bad. That is bad. <laughs> that is bad. Usually when the slave or the master cylinder goes bad, it... You can tell by It'll do this. the pedal feels funny. It feels either spongy, the, right. the, there's too much free play, or when you do manage to get it in gear, you say you shut the engine off, you step on the clutch, uh -huh. 
you put it in gear, you start the engine. When you try to move, does the clutch engage right near the floor? No, it's it's normal normal operation. Normal operation. I've taken it to to a mechanic twice, and they can't replicate it because, like I told you, it does it whenever it so desires. Oh. <laughs> this had to be the first call. This could have been like the ninth call we got today. It had to be call number one. Well, in that case, I'm, I'm going to say it, it's likely then that you have a faulty clutch master cylinder. You think that? No, faulty. I don't think that. I don't I, think that. I'm stalling for time. Well, come up with something, will you? No, you, I don't think that. I, I think I'm thinking synchros. Oh, no, I don't think so at all. I think it's definitely clutch. Well, the next time it does it, try the following. Try pumping the clutch pedal repeatedly. Huh? So, so instead of just stepping on the clutch pedal once and trying to put it into gear yeah. or taking it out of gear, pump the pedal a lot. Okay. And if that allows you then to shift it, then my theory about it being the master cylinder is correct. Okay. Otherwise... And if uh, it's not, you got to take the transmission apart. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my... Yeah, well, you might well, be able to like... fix it with a twist tie. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Lovin. Thank you. All right, see you later. Bye-bye. You'd be amazed what you can fix with a twist tie. 888 <laughs> Car Talk. That's 888. That's too bad. It is too bad. 227-825. Hi, it's Lara here from Watertown, Massachusetts. Lara? Yes. L-A-R-A. That's right. Oh, like, like Dr. Shivago's love. Exactly. And you said you're from Watertown, Massachusetts? I am, most recently. Not not originally, of course. No, originally I'm from Sydney, Australia. So and you moved brothers. from Sydney to Watertown, Massachusetts? Yep, I did. You must have gotten married to some jerk. <laughs> How did you get? <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't want to live in Sydney? He's actually from Sydney, too. We're not sure how long we're here for. Oh, oh maybe another fortnight or two. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, not. I don't want to speak badly of Watertown because Watertown is a perfectly wonderful place. average town. <laughs> yeah, but it's not Sydney, Australia. This is true. Yeah. Okay. No. So, so, so what drew both of you here? That now that we have, we're on that topic. Work and studies. He's doing a math PhD, and I'm doing a pediatric residency. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So then you're going to take this this knowledge that you've gained here and take it back to Australia with you. Okay, wonderful. Anyway, what's on your mind today? Well, I have a 2002 Honda Civic, and a few months ago, I took it to fill it up at a full-service place where I've often been, and it, I was very surprised when it took 14.3 gallons, because even when the petrol light's on, I can only put 10 or 11 gallons in it at the very most. So I went home and I checked the owner's manual and it says that the fuel tank capacity is 13.2 gallons. <laughs> hmm. And so then I, I over the week, I, I actually got very good mileage over the, ne- over the next week. Well, of course, you had an extra couple of gallons in there. <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering. Did I have the extra couple of gallons in there or was it something to do with the pump? So I took it back to the service station and the guy then recognized me and knew me because I'd been there often. And... Um, and told him about my research and asked what he thought. I said, could it have been that the pump didn't start at zero? And he said, oh, no, that's not possible. It's got a certificate here from the weights and measures people. It's definitely not the pump. His suggestions were that he tops it off more than I would, that the car was on a little bit of a downhill slope and that that might have affected how much mm-hmm. the tank could take or that it was a cold day, although this is relative because it was a cold day in the summer. and. Yeah. Like yeah, so the cold, well, in fact, it was a summer day. Yeah. I, Boy, I'd be hard-pressed to believe. I would, too. That you could get an extra <laughs> gallon and a half. It's not a gallon and a half. You can't get a gallon and a half from any of the reasons he gave you. I don't think so. You, Absolutely You not. might be able to do that in a big truck. Yeah. Which has a big, fat, long filler neck. Exactly. But not on a skinny little Honda Civic. Okay, now that we've said that then what is it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't have any idea. I'll tell you that right now. Well, I... I uh... My brother's going to make up some kind of crazy... <laughs> no, no, I, I I don't have any idea either, except to suspect that the pump wasn't at zero when you, when you started but, to fill up. But those pumps don't work that way. Yeah, when you put the handle back in, they... Well, all right, fine. Oh. Fine that he paid off the weights and measures, guy. That's all there is to it. <laughs> no, it's poss- it is possible... That if the first, if the guy just ahead of you filled up a gas can, yeah, he puts put in a couple of gallons or something, because even at the fourteen point three, it means you drove in there on no gasoline. 
Yeah, and my petrol light wasn't on. And Right. No, I think somebody bought four or five gallons. You, you, I bet you've not been able to replicate this. No, never since. The, yeah. day, that, the day that you were there, someone, as my brother says, got a couple of gallons of gas, and you started up on three gallons. Yeah, now I now I always check that the pump's at zero. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> once you've been cheated. And I don't think this guy did anything nefarious. No, I don't think so either. You know, so my, my, my original thing about his having paid, I was just joking that he paid off the weights and measures guys. I mean, nobody would ever do that. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. This is Massachusetts. No, they ignored any of those weights and measures people except a bribe of any kind. Yeah. No, I'm sure. You know, so it must have been that someone came in bought gasoline the thing didn't get reset the guy grabbed the nozzle thinking it was on zero forgot to reset it and put it in your in your filler and and you got uh short change so to speak right it'll never it'll never happen again give up trying to reproduce it that that's going to be the explanation okay all right thank you very but much but if you catch them let us know <laughs> see you laura thank you very much Thanks bye, for your call. bye bye now if you went there again with a mask on. <laughs> well, she won't be able to do it because no, he knows someone her. else. Someone else. We'll send you with the MG. I'll, you can push it in. Yeah. 888 car. Oh, you'll do that if all the time. If he can get 14 gallons of gas in my car, then he's really doing something. <laughs> 888 car talk. What is, what's the most you've ever put in your car? How many gallons? Six gallons. Six gallons. I don't, you, know why the, you know why the gas tank is so small on that? They don't want you to be too far from home when you, <laughs> you break. They don't want you to to roam too far from home. Well, I, there's no way to tell how much gas is in there unless you put a stick in the gas tank. And oh, how romantic! And measure. And if, and if it's nighttime and you can't see the stick, what do you do? You, you just put you let it match. More gas. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! talk. We'd like to let him match. That no good. You know, I, I suppose the thing I the most bothered about is that you you you're risking your life driving it, and and uh, yeah. well, you may have no regard for your life. Some of the rest of us do. <laughs> and, but I guess worse than that is that you keep coming back to the garage all the time to fix it. Eight eight eight. Well, I have a new windshield wiper motor. And as soon as the weather gets warm enough that I can start the car, I will be coming over to. Oh, uh, it doesn't you can't start it in, the, in bad weather in the winter? Oh no, are never you mind. Crazy. Eight 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 two two seven eight two. Hey guys, how are you? This is Dan calling from Philadelphia. What's happening, man? I got a. I have a two thousand and one Volvo V seventy wagon, uh -huh. and uh, it likes to sing. Oh really? What does yeah. it sing? Christmas carols? <laughs> it, it just does a little bit of, uh, shall we say, high notes. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So about a year ago, it started hissing from the pedals on and off. And then uh, as the weather warmed up, it started going <laughs> every once in a while. Whoa, what, and what, uh, what are you doing when it's, when it's doing that? The foot's coming up off of the brake pedal. Your foot is coming off the brake pedal? Coming off the brake pedal. The hiss, so... It would do that every once in a while. So the hiss, it, the hiss is there when you're holding the brake pedal down. No, no. No. So the hit, you push the brake really, pedal Really, you down. want it to be there when the brake pedal is. It'll make the answer much easier. <laughs> no, that, that's <laughs> All right, the go ahead. problem. That's why I have this look on my face. <laughs> when he was taking his foot off of the pedal is when Pedal's it made the noise. When, when you depress the pedal, you can make, if, you, if I would depress it all the way, mm -hmm. the hiss would go away. Okay. When it would come back up, the hiss would come back. And every once in a while, when the weather got warm... <laughs> It would exactly. You guys are good. <laughs> exactly. Well, I uh, <laughs> yeah. He's good at making a noise, but it, ask him where it's coming from. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure the noise. Although you know, we do a lot of V70s in our in our shop. In fact, my wife owns one. Mm. And what's wrong with yours is I believe that your power brake booster is faulty. Ah, and that's that, what that's what's making the noise. And it's the noise it's making is is because this. Uh, air entering the power brake booster through a seal that should prevent air from entering, and it's making the noise like uh, you would get by blowing across a uh, a comb with tissue paper on it. You okay. know that kind of noise that you, you'd get, you know, that yeah. kind of noise, yeah. because that seal is vibrating as that air is rushing in, because there's vacuum on one side of the seal, which is which is in fact what's making the power booster. Work and I, I think that that's what's wrong with it. So you probably need a new power booster or re rebuilt one. I should, it's something that I should get checked out. Yeah, I think so. And I think anyone who gets his or her head up under that dashboard can probably, you know, with a stethoscope, hear exactly where that noise is coming from. Okay. And this is going to cost hundreds, man. 
Uh, That's all right. You must yeah, be used to it. You own a Volvo, right? Right, right. Well, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great if it didn't cost hundreds. but uh, No, and you got to have someone look at it soon. Okay. Good luck, Dan. Thank you guys very much. S- save up. Day. You're going to need it, man. Yeah, wow. Bye-bye. Hey, look, i I, I got to ask. You know I have to ask. Do you remember last week's Puzzler? Well, no, I, I, I can't say that I do, but I might remember it if you give me like a hint. You know, something to jog the old memory. Okay, here goes. <laughs> Remember back when you were young, you'd take a girl to Lover's Lane, you know, you'd park the car, you'd turn off the engine, and then you'd, you'd claim your battery was dead, right? Uh, you <laughs> know, that never worked for me. I mean, my dates always carried jumper cables in their <laughs> pocketbooks. <laughs> Those were the girls I dated. <laughs> yeah, they were smart. Anyway, the puzzle was about a truck with a dead battery, and I have to say an unusual set of circumstances restarting it, and we'll be back with the whole story and more of your car questions in just a minute. Yeah, so please stay tuned. I bought a car off a couple of ladies way upstate. Took off the Greenpeace sticker and the New Hampshire plates. My friends were saying that I may have made a mistake, but I, I tell them have a little faith now, fellas, just you wait. Putting in the new shocks and the anti-lock brakes. One touch ignition for convenience sake. And when I'm through, it's gonna look and run better than new. So baby, And even though the chairman of the NPR board doubles the network's errors and omissions coverage whenever he hears us say it, this is NPR National Public Radio. Hi, we're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers. And we're here to talk about cars, car repair, and uh, the answer to last week's puzzler. Yeah. Which you, you don't remember. Anyway, the kernel of this puzzler was sent in by a fellow named Mark Phillips. And I had to... Messed around with it a little bit. Of course you did. <laughs> Back around 1990, I rebuilt the engine on my 81 pickup, and everything actually worked. I was really proud of myself, not to mention pleasantly surprised. Anyway, one very chilly fall day, I drove over to my girlfriend's house to visit. We ate lunch, went for a walk in the woods, watched the sunset, read poetry to one another, etc., <laughs> etc. Et but when I tried to leave, I discovered that my battery was dead, stone dead. Why? Well, I had accidentally left my lights on for the entire eight-hour visit. Oh. And, of course, I didn't have jumper cables, and she didn't have jumper cables. But none of that was a problem. Her house is at the top of a hill, and my truck is a manual transmission, so I figured I'd just roll down the hill, pop the clutch, and be on my way. You know, I still don't remember the puzzle with all this. To well, you got you me. got a couple of more paragraphs to work <laughs> on it here. Well, just as I was about to start pushing, my girlfriend yelled out, "Wait, wait, stop!" I expected her to throw her arms around me and say, "Don't leave, please! I love you." <laughs> Instead, she says, "It's not going to work, you moron." Oh. Now, what did she know about my truck that I had forgotten? And I gave the hint that it was nothing terribly unusual, but there was something different about my truck that would prevent me from starting it by rolling it down the hill and popping the clutch. That yeah, it was an automatic transmission. <laughs> <laughs> that would have that would have that would have done it. That would have done it. Except he did have the standard shift and he did have the clutch. He did. Uh, but it was a diesel. Oh. And when your battery's dead, you're not going to pop start or Absolute. jump start or push start a diesel because you need the glow plugs to work to heat up the incoming air. And, and how no, do the glow plugs get fired up? The battery. The battery. So if your battery's stone cold dead. You're done for. You're done for. You need a jump. And his girlfriend knew that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They've since gotten married. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a winner? Yeah. The winner is Nancy Moore from Milo, Maine. And for having her answer selected at random from among all the correct answers that we got, Nancy's going to get a $26 gift certificate to the Shameless Commerce Division at CarTalk.com, with which she can get the famous, famous CarTalk Plaza baseball shirt worn by bench warmers the world <laughs> over. <laughs> anyway, we have a brand new puzzler coming up in the third half of the show, so stay tuned. In the meantime, if you have questions for us, we're at 888-CAR-TALK. That's 888-22-78-255. Hello. Hey, guys. This is Derry calling from Red Lodge, Montana. Derry? 
Dairy, yep. What, what, so how, how do you spell, spell that? Uh, D-A-R-I. D-A- Oh! Dari. See, I would- in, I would call it, yeah. See, on the East Coast- We would say Dari, but Dari, not to convince you with the- Place she can they... say it any way she wants. Well, it's not uh, your name. It's her name. I'm trying to help out here. But I wouldn't want to conf- confuse you with some place where cows give milk are kept. Well, I'll tell you, I'm from Massachusetts, and so my mom would agree with you guys. She would. Is this a nickname, or is this your whole name? Nope, that's my whole name, and my middle name is Tuck, because I was born on Nantucket. Oh. Very t- <laughs> and, and you got a couple of hippies for parents? <laughs> Well, you know, it was back in the 60s, so I suppose. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they sound like a couple of wackos. And where does Dari come from? Oh, my mom made it up, which kind of goes with the ah, whole idea. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> And where, where are you from now? Red Lodge, Montana. Red Lodge, Mo- Montana. Montana. What are you doing there? Uh, hanging out in the mountains, still skiing. No kidding. Oh, yeah. so you're a ski bum. Uh, well, I try not to tell my folks that. Uh, it's been many years since I was officially a ski bum. Oh, so you tell them you're a graduate student. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so you're skiing, you, but pretty soon the skiing is going to be over in a, in a month or so, I remember. It imagine. is, it and, is. And then what are you going to do? Uh, actually, uh, my husband and the kids were getting ready to move to Wyoming this summer. Really? Yep. And what did we- you name your kids if I made dare to ask? <laughs> <laughs> Colton. Oh, that's not terrible. I mean, no, not too hippie. Not too hippie. <laughs> <laughs> do, they, do they have middle names, the kids? Oh, they do. They do. But we digress. No, <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. What's McKenna's middle name? McKenna's middle name is Daisy. Daisy. Daisy with a D. Yeah, yeah. We got it. <laughs> and what's the other kid's name? Colton, Colton. what? Colton James. James? <laughs> What kind of a crazy name is that? <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we, we've, we've given you a hard enough calling. time. Is there anything we can help you with? Well, the funny thing is you've heard the expression, the sky is falling. Yeah. But in, well, in this case, we got a call from the dealer in Billings that the truck is falling. And the truck, we brought our truck to um, a dealership in Billings to get a sensor replaced. And we got a call that it fell five feet off the hydraulic lift. Oh, uh, what kind of an inept moron could drop a vehicle off a lift? I know, and apparently the mechanic that was working on it is like NBA, you know, height. So it was like up as high as it could go. Oh, man. I know. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, what, boy. what kind of truck is it, and how old is it? Well, it's a 2001 Chevy Silverado. And it has about 90,000 miles on it. And, of course, in Montana, we use it as our plow truck. So there was a couple hundred pounds of sandbags in yeah. the bed. Oh. So how much damage was done to the truck? Is it gone so? It has about $6,000 worth of damage to it. Ah. And they're willing, of course, to repair it, you know, covering their costs. Yeah. But we're, we have kind of our issues are, since we're getting ready to move, we don't know if we should keep the truck. Yeah. We don't know if we should trade the truck in with them for another used truck. We don't really want to pay for a new truck. Right. And then we don't know if maybe we should just sell it ourselves. And do we really have to tell someone what happened to it? Oh, you got to oh. tell. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, the windshield has a couple of scratches. And I fell off the lift. And... <laughs> yeah. I mean, so yeah. We- to do with this truck that's well, now I, the, been in an accident. The funny part of it here is that the place that dropped it is also the place that told you what's wrong with it and the place where it's going to be fixed. Um, and that's yeah. a kind of a funny combination. Yeah, that, 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 that smacks of conflict of interest, you know? Yeah, it, I mean, they should not be the ones who are estimating what's wrong with it because they're the ones that did it. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I, I would cer- certainly take it someplace else. I, I, I have to tell you, it, I, can't uh, I, I had a little mishap one day, and I dropped the vehicle off the lift. You didn't. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was not a truck. It was instead a, a, a Datsun, uh, Nissan, what, Datsun, Nissan Z, yeah. an older one. Mm. And it was totaled. And, and the reason it, it got totaled uh, may be very different in, in, from the circumstances surrounding your truck, even though it fell from about the same distance. Uh, number one, your truck has a full frame, 
and and as such, it probably didn't rack the the body so that the frame turned into a parallelogram. The Nissan did. Oh, okay. And it was not fixable. But your truck probably suffered more body damage, and also the Nissan was very old, and the body was rusted, so it 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 distorted a lot more readily. Okay. But who knows? I mean, I, I I haven't seen the thing, so you have to take it some other place. Okay. And uh, just take it to an independent body shop, and tell them what happened, and get an estimate. If they say, oh, the frame is you know is bent, and that may be the first thing they would do, I would I'd send it to an alignment shop, and see if the if the frame is in fact bent, and if it is, that should be the first thing you should try to fix. Okay. Yeah. So they think it's about six thousand dollars worth of damage. Yep. It doesn't. That that sounds awfully low to me. Well, having so it was on the way up on the lift. Actually, I think it was up there, and the way they explained it was that the teeth in one of the supports gave uh. way, and then it kind of got hung up, and then it kind of crashed down. Yeah, I'm sure there were a few tense moments in the shop. See, when I dropped the car off the lift, it was bada boom. <laughs> there was no hanging there; it just, it just fell right off the lift. So, jeez. Yeah, now I I would take it some other place. I don't think I trust these guys. Tell them, look, it's not a matter. It's not a matter of trust, but you need a second opinion because you you're moving away, and yeah. you want to make sure that when something goes wrong, you're not going to be able to come back to these guys. Right. Because it's not going to be practical. So you have to make sure that the truck is a one, and not that you don't trust them, but you can certainly take it someplace else, get another opinion, and then take it back to these guys to have them fix it. Or better than that, their insurance will pay for it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, their insurance. If they don't have insurance, they'll pay for it out of out of pocket. Okay, and it's easy enough to fix. Like if they say they fixed it, it can be fixed. Oh, if if it's fixed and aligned. Okay. Then it's okay. Then it'll be it'll be okay. Okay. Yeah, but just in case, trade it in. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good luck, Derry. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Great to talk to you. <laughs> Same here. Just, just <laughs> tell, tell me this: when the customer came in to get the car that you dropped, he didn't come in. He didn't. Well, not no. He's too busy crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I called him on the phone. And, yeah, and I had done other work to the car already. I told him I said I already changed the oil and we fixed the coolant leak and I dropped yeah. the car off the lift. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't think he was was that upset until I started laughing. <laughs> and I I was laughing because you know you have that giddy laughter that you oh, have when yeah. when you've escaped death. <laughs> and if for one second I could have been under the car. Yeah. And you would have been doing the show all by yourself for the last fifteen years, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so so I was very lucky, and and I conveyed that to him with my laughter. And? He didn't take kindly to that. He didn't. No, no, he didn't. And did he bring any big guys to come with? He him was a he... pretty big guy, uh, but he uh, no, that's uh, I don't. I... But was he angry? Was he? Well, let's put it this way: he's never come back. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I wanted to know. <laughs> eight eight eight. Hard okay. talk. That's eight 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 two two seven eight two five five. Little did he know that I would make his car famous. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. If he's... <laughs> wow. Hi, my name is Linda, and I'm calling from Eugene, Oregon. Hi, Eugene. Eugene calling from Linda, Oregon. You gotta... <laughs> that's it. <laughs> What's up, Linda? Well, I drive a 1999 Acura TL. And I was driving down the road, and my check engine light came on. Mm. So that always scares me, and I drove straight to the dealer. Good. That's exactly what they want you to do. Because I was afraid it would explode or something. That's exactly what they want so, you to feel. So then I, I get a call the next morning, and they say... It blew up. One question. What kind of gas have you been using? All that full of baloney. What kind of gas? Oh, and you told them what? And I told them that I'd been buying gas at Costco, which is a you know a, a reduced rate gas. Well, everyone knows Costco gasoline is three quarts of of uh, of gasoline and one quart of uh, rice milk. <laughs> so now they tell me that my catalytic converter has been eaten alive by this bad gas. I don't. Think I don't. So. I don't buy that. That's unlikely. That's bogus. Okay, so then... It but, it's, I mean, it's very likely that the catalytic converter really is destroyed, but the gas didn't do it. Okay, they told me that I had to have a new catalytic converter, and that cost me over $1,400. Yeah. And then, and then they said I should never put any gas in my car again except for Chevron, Shell, or BP, because all of the other gases had all kinds of sediment and junk in them that yeah. ruined cars. What's your instinct about that, Linda? Well... It didn't seem right, and now I'm paying like three eleven for a gallon of gas. 
Right, because they probably own the Chevron and the BP <laughs> stations. I mean, that's yeah. where I'd send you if I own those stations. This is a bogus piece of advice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tell them if they want to deliver the gas to your house, <laughs> then you'll go ahead and do it. Otherwise, they can stick it up their noses. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the gasoline that they sell at Costco is probably... At some time or another, Chevron or BP. I, the last, the, to the best of my knowledge, Costco doesn't have any refineries, <laughs> so they're not making the gasoline. They're not taking the crude out of the ground. They're not shipping it over in tankers. They're not doing any of those things. But they are buying their gasoline from somebody else. And there aren't really many companies, or maybe any companies, that are just making gasoline and selling it to Costco and people like that. It's unlikely. they got to be buying one of the major brands. Well, see, that's what I thought. That's why I called you guys, because if, in fact, right. gasoline was destroying cars at the numbers in which the dealer told me, it seems to me that that would be a news story. Yeah. Well, it is now. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all over CNN tomorrow. <laughs> the other part of the question is, when you get a car that says you have to use plus or premium, uh, is that really important? No, that's that's bogus. Too. We think that's bogus. Yeah, I think it's bogus. I think for the vast majority, unless you're if if you have a, a high performance car and you're driving it like that and you want it to run like that, you know, and you uh, you, you always have your foot to the floor, you should probably use premium. But if you're just an ordinary driver and you drive around town or do you drive on the highway and you don't go crazy use regular use regular on every car well the first five years i had the car they said you know it said to put plus in it so i did religiously either plus or premium and then i thought this is crazy so i started putting in regular <laughs> and nothing you. happened it didn't knock or anything bad happened yeah no and the reason it doesn't knock is that every car has the ability to change the timing if the engine begins to knock, because which wasn't true when they made when they first started making high test gas, right? Oh. Modern cars have a knock sensor, and and if the engine senses that there's knock because the octane of the the fuel is too low, it will retard the timing, which will diminish the power somewhat. So, like I said, if it's important to you to to wring out the last you know little bit of horsepower from your engine then you probably want to use the premium, and if you're nuts like that, then you deserve to pay the extra 35 cents a gallon. <laughs> but for most of us who are concerned about, you know, money, it's a, it's a waste to put that in your tank. Oh, that's really helpful. And, and in a lot of states, uh, they still use something called MTBE to boost the octane. It's an oxygenate, methyl tertiary butyl ether, and, and it's, you know, and when that when those tanks leak and it gets into the groundwater, it's a mess. So we want to discourage... Uh, the, the use of NTBE and the fewer people who buy it, because there's more of it in the high-test gas, the fewer uh -huh. people who buy high-test, I think the better off will be. And save your money. Oh, that's great news. I'm sick of and being all those And send it to your NPR station. Right. Send it right to us, and we'll send it to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, we'll take yeah. care of distributing it. If you don't use premium, it'll burn out your catalytic <laughs> converter. No, just kidding. It won't, it won't hurt anything. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for your call, Linda. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, I, I think it's time for us to take a little break, don't you? Great. <laughs> While we're taking a break, I'm going to take my daily constitutional. As opposed to your daily institutional, <laughs> which is when those guys in the white coats come and pick you up after the show. <laughs> anyway, we're going to be back with a brand new puzzler. All right, what kind of a puzzler? Well, it's a, I would call it a simple a little algebraic puzzler. Oh. And we'll have that and more of your car questions in just a minute. I'm one of the new type cowboys, one of the do-right kind. See a cow upon a freeway, don't let it mess your mind. Got a problem for to ride, well I ain't the one to call. You want to lasso the big ones, I'd like to see them fall. Say goodbye to say goodbye. Say goodbye to Say goodbye to Say goodbye to Wild Wild Auto Car. And even though the IRS stamps the network's returns, audit mercilessly whenever they hear us say it. This is NPR. Ha! We're back. You're listening to Car Talk with us, Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers, and we're here to talk about cars, car repair, the new puzzler, and before that, an old puzzler. Uh, old. Yeah, a few weeks ago we had a, a puzzler where uh, uh, we asked... Uh, oh, you got uh, some nasty mail, you mean? Well, 
I wouldn't say it was nasty yet. <laughs> <laughs> but is 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 there a plural of a noun which contains none of the letters in the original it, word? Yeah. Okay. Which I thought was a brilliant little puzzle. It wasn't mine, but it was sent not. in by Paul Mulek. And anyway, uh, the the original word is cow, and the plural is kine, K-I-N-E. Yeah. And you know, instead of cows, which is like most plurals are formed by adding an s. He came up with the word kind, which is a legit word. If you look in the dictionary, it says plural of cow, kind. So, so is cows. Cows, but it, they, they share letters. So, they can, <laughs> so, the, so cow and kind share no letters. So people sent in uh, other answers which they thought we had missed. And one was pig and swine, but of course they share a letter, I, so that's disqualified. That's out. Another one that was sent in was egg and clutch. And I think a clutch is like a group of, you know, a nest of eggs. So it's not like the plural of egg. Yeah. I think eggs is the plural of eggs, so we're gonna we're gonna disallow that one. Yeah, but I the go. the two that I kind of like, although they aren't technically nouns, but rather pronouns, are I and we. Oh, uh, that's uh, <laughs> what what are we thinking? <laughs> and me and us. Those are two beauties. They are. I mean, they're technically they're, they're pronouns, and I don't know if a pronoun. Even though it's a subset of noun, it's not a noun like a person. Well, let, let's say you were taking an exam, and this question was on the exam, and you put down I and we. If the teacher marked it wrong... I'd be furious! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so would I. All right, well, anyway... And we and us, I mean, those are beauties. Yeah, we, well, me, me and us, yeah, me and us is pretty good, too. Yeah, I so like a pronoun I like is a re, is a substitute for a noun. So I I think technically they're wrong, I and we and and, and me and us. But I think the spirit of car talk is that we will uh, accept them as being right, and we're gonna send them because what does it no skin off our noses? Oh, we're not gonna be sending them those those big boxes of <laughs> hell <candy>. no, <laughs> no widescreen TVs for them. <laughs> anyway, here's this week's puzzler. Go ahead, I can hardly wait now. <laughs> And I, I received this puzzle over the years from a whole bunch of different people. And I got the most recent one from this same guy actually who sent in the cow and kind one. And, it, and maybe decide to use it. Yeah. Like if he's going to be in trouble, I might as well get him in more trouble. <laughs> Here it is. I had to post obfuscate, but it, it's basically what he said. <laughs> of course. <laughs> a, a man who owned a dog lived at the bottom of a hill. It was their habit every morning to walk the three kilometers to the top of the hill and then back for exercise for both yeah. the dog and the owner. While time has gone on and the dog has gotten older, the man still walks to the top of the hill every morning, but the elderly dog can't quite keep up with him. Well, actually, Doug Mayer walks to the top of a mountain every every morning, and, and it's the same situation with him, except it's him that's getting <laughs> <laughs> The dogs are way ahead of him. <laughs> And he's crawling around <laughs> in the back. Wait! <laughs> Help! So now what they do is this. The man starts out at his usual steady pace, and the dog follows, but at half the man's speed. Okay? Oh. So when the man reaches the top, he turns around and starts back down, maintaining the same steady pace Okay, that he was going up the hill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before long, he meets the dog coming up the hill, because the dog doesn't know any better. The dog doesn't turn around. The dog keeps going up the hill. Right. Right? And at this point, the dog turns around and starts back down again. Oh, so the dog never gets to the top. The dog never makes it to the top. They meet at some point. Oh, oh, okay. oh. And I, the, the question is going to be how far does the dog travel? The, that is the That's question. That's a tough question. <laughs> Don't well, ask that. Well, I'll, I'll add an additional <laughs> wrinkle. Because they're going downhill, now the man and the dog walk at the same speed going down the hill because <laughs> gravity is helping the dog down the hill, and they get home together. The question is, it's a two-part question. Yeah. What kind of a dog is it? <laughs> That's A. And two, how far does the dog walk? Yeah. It's a simple little problem. So if you think you know the answer, you ready? Oh, that's good. Write it on the bottom of an Ingersoll Rand 25-horsepower, 120-gallon, 2,050-pound, two-stage industrial air compressor with cast-iron cylinders, cast-iron pump, industrial-grade bearings, and air-cooled aftercooler, low oil protection switch, and a car talk blimp. <laughs> Send it to Puzzler Tower, Car Talk Plaza, Box 3500, Harvard Square, Cambridge. Our Fair City. Matt 02238. Or you can email us your answer from cartalk.com. Now, if you have a car question for us, like right now, we're at 888-CAR-TALK. That's 
Hi, Kelly. From Edmonds, Washington? Yes. Well, that's interesting because there are two used car Bibles. One is called Kelly Blue Book, and the other one's called Edmonds. I don't think it has anything to do with my Edmonds. No, no, no. <laughs> well, you're Kelly. <laughs> so, what's going on, Kelly? Well, I drive a 2002 Nissan Quest. Okay. I love it, but it's doing something weird. When I turn, particularly when I turn to the left, it hums. Really? Yeah, mostly when it's cold. When it when it warms up, it doesn't really do it at all. Does it hum a recognizable tune, or is it just? <laughs> no, it's it's mostly just. Does it happen when you're not moving? No. So you must be moving to get yes. the hum and taking a left turn. Uh, mostly on the left, a little bit on the right though too. Ah, so you can get it. If, so just turning will do it. Yes. But have you tried it without moving the vehicle? Like try just turning the wheel? Exactly. Yeah. Steering wheel left to right to see if it makes a noise? No. Aha. So so, Aha. When, so Tommy asked, does it do it when you're not moving? You said no, but you didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Where, where's, where's the car now? Are you at work? Uh, no, I'm at home. Go out and start it. Okay. <laughs> no, can you, yeah, can you just run out and just turn the wheel to the left and right? Well, really? Yeah, yeah with okay. the engine yeah. running. Yeah, start, sure. start the engine. I just need to have shoes on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. We'll wait for you. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. We'll wait. We, we have nothing else to do. We only have one other call waiting. So, <laughs> so we'll, we'll go start it up, and, and we'll we'll wait for you to return. And turn okay. it slowly from left to right, and see what happens. Hurry. <laughs> yeah, I'm hurrying. I'm hurrying. Right, hurrying. Put on his shoes. You only need one shoe. You can hop. The Velcro shoes too. <laughs> okay. Take the phone with you. I'm taking it with me. <laughs> you are. I am, because the van's right in front of my house. Well, we'll follow right. you. Okay. Go ahead. Go just ahead. go out there. And we'll... So you're walking down the stairs now? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm in the van. You're in the van? Wow. Okay, turn the key. Okay. This is pretty exciting. It is. It's like reality radio. I think it won't start. <laughs> it's a jump start. Okay. Go ahead. So I'm turning it to the right. Wait, the engine's running? Wow, we don't hear it, so we it's so quiet. Anything. I'm telling you, it's a Nissan. I love it. Okay, so you're turning to the right. Do you hear the noise? No. How about turning to the left? Oh, I'm hearing it. Aha. Not a, not as loud as when I'm moving, but I, I, did, I do hear it a little bit. Yeah, I had a feeling, and I think Tommy must have had the same feeling, that it's your power steering pump making the noise. Mm. Oh, the pump. The pump, yeah. And it, when it warms up, I mean, it could be the belt slipping, but it's probably the pump groaning. These, these are kind of famous for having groaning pumps. So the, the not a big deal. Okay, it's not because I I am really afraid of mechanics. I don't like taking it in. Well, <laughs> I don't blame you. If you saw us, you're, you're a bunch afraid. of no good sleaze balls. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone I've ever known, especially the one next to me. <laughs> you, have, you have like nine. You have like ninety thousand miles in this thing. Uh, actually, no. I only have forty-five thousand miles. Oh, well, that's why it's making noise. You're not driving it enough. <laughs> oh, I drive it plenty. No, I'm only no, kidding. That's very unusual for only forty-five thousand miles, though. But the noise is kind of like a. Mm, yeah. It's, mm, yeah. It's, right. Mm, it's the power steering. Yeah, it's the it's the pump, and and you should have you could do it yourself. You know, there's a little reservoir that says power steering fluid, uh -huh. and you can take that little. There's a little cap you take off, and I think there's a dipstick. And it, it'll show if there's enough fluid in there. You can do it with the engine off. Okay. What if there? What if it shows that there is enough? Well, then, if there is enough, then it's the pump, okay. and and you can either ignore it because it's not terribly dangerous, and it may do this for the next you know eighty thousand miles. No, you gotta <laughs> fix it. It's no, no, I wouldn't it. fix it. No, these are famous for making this noise. Let it go. Really? <laughs> I mean, I, let me. I I love. Well, my it's van. it's at some point. The pump may get so bad that not only does it make the noise, but it, it, it makes it difficult to steer. So when you when you start in the morning and you try to move, you'll, you'll notice that the steering, you have to fight the steering a little bit. Okay. And that, then you got to replace it. When that happens, either the pump has to be replaced or you need a new belt. But it could be the belt, certainly. Now, is this something that you would recommend I go to a dealership? No. Okay. So Anyone can go do to this. Just a neighborhood. Yeah. I have yeah. a neighborhood guy. Just tell him to take a look at this power steering pump. And he'll check to see if there's enough fluid. He'll check to see if the belt is okay and whatever else. That's okay. the guy. Right, and he'll check your bank account to make sure to that's make okay. Sure that's I'm okay. telling you, I'm so scared. <laughs> no, no. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I think it's important. I mean, it's important to develop a relationship with a repair shop. So, yeah. if you, yeah. you know, if you go in frequently. Bring brownies with you. I don't, th I don't think brownies on a first date are advisable. 
What would you do? Bananas? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything. I, th- I think, you know. Oh, nothing the first you know, time. No, I think the first or second time I wouldn't do anything. Yeah. I think the brownie should be like a reward. For something, for, yeah. Okay. For something. So, and, and then, you know. So maybe yeah. I should just try to get, get friendly. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't mean it that way, but. Yeah, well, we yeah, know. Well. Yeah, that's all. You do whatever you think is best, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> whatever works. <laughs> but but I, before you try the friendly thing, I think I'd try the okay. brownies. <laughs> See you, Kelly. Thank Good you. Bye-bye. 888 Car Talk. That's 888-227-8255. A lawyer on Car Talk. Hi, guys. This is Todd in Orlando, Florida. Hey, Todd. Hey. What's, what's going on in Orlando, well, Florida? Well, I've got a dilemma. Uh-huh. Yeah. I convinced my girlfriend, who was in need of a car, to buy an older car because it was big, safe, and easy to work on. Uh huh. What was it? It was 1973 Ford LTD. <laughs> I think I've owned a couple of those in a previous life. <laughs> yeah. So you're no longer speaking, I take it. Well, did he's she... speaking, but she's not. <laughs> did, did she move out? You could say that. You could say that. You could say that. The car has started belching black smoke and backfiring, and I can hear her coming uh, minutes away. The last time she came over the condo to visit, it backfired severely and gave the neighbor's cat a heart attack. The cat died. Really? Yes. And, uh, so I'm getting letters from the condo association, and to make matters worse, uh, we had the bright idea of trying to get the, the neighbor a new cat. There's a stray in the condos yeah. uh, that doesn't have a tail. My girlfriend named him Stompy, so we seduced him in the house. As soon as I shut the door, he mauled me mercilessly. <laughs> yeah, well, because he's a wild cat. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. He jumped in the fish tank and ate about four fish in this <laughs> all in about 20 seconds. <laughs> Todd, you got to quit while you're ahead, man, and you ain't ahead at this point. So quit before you fall any farther behind. Well, that's this why is... I'm calling. Now I'm trying to save my happy home. Yeah. Well, I'm you trying want to from save us. my happy relationship. So you want to know what's wrong with the LTD? No, you want to know what's wrong with the cat. Both. Well, the cat, Both. I'm sure you really... happy home, and my friend's under the impression that I'm the best mechanic that ever lived with this old car. Oh, yeah. oh I see. Yeah, so yeah, your reputation and, uh, is at stake here. If I had to guess, I'd say this vehicle is the right age to have a timing chain that's jumped. This probably uh, this has a three fifty one engine in it, and and uh, I'm pretty sure this has this had a plastic gear on the on the cam. Didn't you have an LTD? I used to. It caught fire in a. In Did a, it? Yes, in the in, in what Montreal. What are the chances of that <laughs> in the hotel? <laughs> but anyway, I think you have a, a timing belt, timing chain rather that's jumped. And that would explain okay. the backfiring, the belching smoke. I'm sure it runs lousy. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So the easiest way to determine whether or not the chain has jumped is to put a timing light on it. Okay. And you're going to find out that the timing mark is nowhere to be found. In other words, when you hook the thing up to number one cylinder, every time that light flashes, it's supposed to illuminate the, the timing mark, and it's supposed to show up on the grid. I don't know what the spec is for this thing. But I'm, guess, I'm guessing you're not going to be able to find the mark. It's going to be so far off. It's going to tell you the chain has jumped. You can do this, but what's your level? Of, what, how would you assess on a scale of one to five your level of mechanical expertise or competence? I'd say I'm a shade tree mechanic on the far end of the pasture. On the, <laughs> on the far end. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, get, getting the crank pulley off is going to be this is not that, easy. That's going to be the biggest stumbling block. When that's going to freeze you right in your tracks right there. Okay. So when you can't get that off, you'll have to take it someplace. But the good news is. This is easy to do, given the right tools. And yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, I don't know, a few hundred dollar job. Okay. Yeah. And it's worth doing. Oh, yeah. Cause I mean, how many miles are it, this you, thing? You'll never replace those fish, but it'll, it'll make your girl, <laughs> get your girlfriend back in the house. Good luck, Todd. And uh, well, I, I hope they don't drum you out of the condo association. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, thank you, guys. All righty. And by the way, this uh, just, just to add a little salt to the wound, this is not, even though it's a big car, it, it's by no means anywhere near as safe. I mean, I'd quite honestly, I'd rather be driving a Hyundai Accent yeah, than driving this thing. Yeah, a quarter the size of this, because, but it has airbags. Yeah, a brand new one, because it has, you know, side airbags. It has so many things that this vehicle doesn't have, you know, anti-lock brakes and, and things which this LTD, you know, doesn't doesn't possess.
That's a very good point. Well, I appreciate that. So, uh, so I would, I would, I would fix it up and sell it, and then buy her a, a, a modern car with you know airbags and anti-lock brakes and, and the like. And I think she'll be a lot safer. Yeah, she'll visit you more often too. <laughs> good luck, Todd. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Good luck. Oh he's, man, he's gonna Come need on. it. Oh, I tried to lure the cat. Well, it's happened again. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to car talk. <laughs> Our esteemed producer is Doug the Subway Fugitive, not a slave to fashion, Bongo Boy Berman. Our social producers are Louis Cronin, the Barbarian, and David Gibraltar Green. Our senior web lackey is Doug the Old Gray Mayor. Our engineer is John Cartman Parati. And our technical, spiritual, and menu advisor, just back from the Bilbao Fatted Cow, Roasted Sow, Kung Pao, Bacalao, and Puppy Chow, Highbrow Luau, John Bugsy Lola. Our public opinion pollster is Paul Murky of Murky Research, assisted by statistician Margin of Error. Our customer care representative is Haywood Jabuzoff. Our personal makeup artist is Bud Tugley. Our staff orthopedist is Denise Hoyt. Our wardrobe advisor is Luke Howard Fitzhugh. Our accounts receivable supervisor from the Mumbai office is Vishnu Payup. Our Ralph Cramden impersonator from the Dubai office is Mohammed Ahamada Hamada. Our sleep clinic operator is Betty Bai. Our French dog walker is Poupon de Grasse. Our Russian chauffeur is Peekoff and Dropoff. Guest accommodations are provided by the Horseshoe Road Inn. And the head of our working mother support group is Erasmus B. Dragon. Our chief counsel from the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe is you, Louis Dewey, known to the Easter bonnet-clad meter maids in Harvard Square as Huey Louis Dewey. Thanks so much for listening. We're Click and Clack, the Tappert Brothers. And don't drive like my brother. And don't drive like my brother. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. CDs of this show, which is number 714, along with Car Talk clothing, audio collections, and other Car Talk gifts, are available at 888-CAR-JUNK or by going to the Shameless Commerce Division of our website, cartalk.com. Also this week at cartalk.com, get a free bumper sticker. That's right. At our new Safe Driving Zone, you can request a free bumper sticker that says, Drive Now, Talk Later. I wanted it to say, Would you drive any better if I took that cell phone and crammed ah! it? Oh, but that wouldn't fit on a bumper sticker, so it says drive now, talk later. <laughs> anyway, besides the free bumper sticker, you can share stories about knuckleheads on cell phones you've seen on the roads and learn the facts about cell phones and accidents. That's all week at the new safe driving zone at cartalk.com.